Uh, and now it's uh, back again with Brian Smith and Errol Smith. Thank you, gentlemen, once again for your time. G'day, David. No worries, David. And uh, let's start with some quirky news. Now, Brian and Errol, do you remember the Hindustan ambassador? We speak of little else. (laughs) (laughs) I've been waiting for it to come back, David. (laughs) Well, you never know. It might do that. Uh, Now, you you see car companies buy other brand names or other companies in order to often move up markets. The classic example was Volkswagen bought Bentley, uh, BMW bought Rolls-Royce. From India to Europe, uh, the Indian company Tata bought Land Rover and Jaguar and wanted to keep that elegance to it. Now we seem to be going the other way. The news out is that Peugeot has bought the brand name, and I I don't know, I suppose merchandising as well, of the Hindustan Ambassador. Gentlemen, you remember that this is basically a Morris Oxford from 1956 of the three series. That's rather nice. And they sold it in India from 1958 to 2014. It was, yeah, it was a classic, they, they, wasn't it? They finally went out of stock. <laughs> but why are they bringing it back? It can't possibly have the sort of emissions or fuel economy um, or even the fit-out and the stuff that well, people I'd, I'd, want. Is it, is it really about getting that brand name and the ambassador? Oh, I need the name. I, yeah. you know, there's, They're not bringing back the vehicle, are they? No, I, no, so I, I don't think so. The name. Yeah. Uh, of which they paid about 15 or so, $15 million for to get wow. the name. Now, wow. when the thing was in India, and, and you know, up till 2014, it was uh, known as the King of Indian Roads. It was seen as the car that politicians, or well, perhaps not all the big politicians, but certainly bureaucrats and some politicians got around in. It, it was uh, deemed to be very good and had very few changes except towards the end to meet emission standards. They took out the old uh, engine and put in a diesel engine. Mm, wow. Well, what, I, what I think from this is that Citroen is just is quirky enough to create a modern version of the Ambassador. <laughs> Oh, that'd be interesting. Like, a, it'd be nice, I suppose, to see the name. It's such a classic old name, but it also has these these strange sort of colonial overtones, doesn't it? I would have thought India might be interested in moving beyond that. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Le- well, le- leave, that, leave that that British thing in the past. Well, the other thing is, will Peugeot be, bring back the four hundred three, or the five classic, or the five hundred four? Yeah. Wonderful cars. Well, I, th- I thought the retro look died off with the reimagined Beetle and the Mini, but but more recently we've had the Fiat Five Hundred, so anything's possible. We could see the uh, yeah. the reimagined Ambassador. The only trouble is if you try to do that sort of old style, you know. I mean, the Beetle really became very cutesy and and wasn't anything really that the original was. The Mini has got much bigger and got much more upmarket. Uh, but the thing is, you look at Chrysler, they brought in the PT Cruiser, hmm. that little something that you would see in American Graffiti, the movie, or the Prowler, even more American Graffiti. Hmm. Neither of those really worked. Uh, it seemed almost like a con, as though you were trying to get an image of the past in a, mod, you know, in a modern clothing, and it just didn't seem to work. Hmm. Yeah, but it could just—they could just be using it as a cheaper brand, like like Nissan has reintroduced Datsun as sort of its low-end brand, and the Renault has has Dacia, which I saw quite a few of in uh, in um, Numea. Yeah, 
Um, so anything's possible. It'll it'll just hang be the, a cheap a cheap Citroen. Hey, hang, Errol, you're calling Datsuns the cheap alternative. You're talking to. <laughs> if Dean Oliver is listening to this, he'll come and kill you. That's. <laughs> I understand why, but I'm. Yeah, this is radio. It's not meant to be logical. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brian, you have a story for us. I do, David. Um, if you're a policeman, you've probably heard it all, excuses for speeding and various things. So uh, an officer in Three Springs in Western Australia um, was happy to share uh, the excuse he got for a, a car driver who was doing more than 20 kilometres an hour over the speed limit uh, recently. The, the driver said, uh, look, the wind was pushing me. So that's a crackerjack I, uh, sort of um, excuse. The wind was pushing him forward. Uh, it's, it's true the police officer shared uh, an image of the, um, the ticket that the, the driver got. So even though it was quite an amusing uh, excuse, it didn't really help. He got a $200 fine and two points off his licence. Yes, I've got to say the guy is probably an expert because if you look at Formula One now, the, the direction of the wind... And all that is is information that the pits will give to the drivers. You know, it could be particularly beware at the end of the straight. There's a bit of a crosswind. Mm. Uh, but so perhaps the guy was really quite an attuned driver. He, he could have ah, been. Okay, David. Yes. I, I looked at up what kind of wind speed because he got to 129 kilometres an hour. So I, I looked up what kind of uh, wind speed you would need for that, uh, and you'd need to be in a category category three cyclone. To, to get to uh, almost 130 k's an hour. So I was wondering what the conditions were uh, at the time of this incident. It would have been very hard for the policeman to write a ticket in such conditions. The other thing is, in sailing, you don't just want the wind behind you, do you? I mean, it would depend on the aerodynamics of the car as to how well he could go into a oh, crosswind. Okay. Mm. You think it's whether or not he's, he's reaching or running. Mm. Oh, Brian, mm. is, is, do, do you think he was tacking in front of the police officer at the time? <laughs> Ready about. Or he could I, be shouting, I'm on starboard. I think he'd got his uh, partner to go out on the trapeze. I think that <laughs> might have been. Hanging out of the window. That's <laughs> might not have been. Yeah, it might have been the difficulty in doing it. But, uh, well, the other issue is that they are talking about using wind uh, to help with things like big tankers. So the, uh, the thing about a big tanker is that uh, they use about um, one gallon to the 70 centimetres, I think is uh, the sort of thing. So if you can get any wind assistance, so they might well be using sails on tankers, not to do the whole lot, but certainly to help. To help. Mm. Mm. There's a possibility. Bro, uh, Errol, you have uh, a story for us as well. Yeah, well, David, if you're in an older house and you can't get your modern car past the house, let alone into the tiny original garage out the back, then don't feel that bad because modern homeowners now have just as many problems. In Adelaide, a housing plan was approved and constructed, which resulted in a street pole being right in front of the garage. And there isn't even a driveway lip on the road. You'd have to be uh, pretty creative to get your car in and out, I think, David. Well, hang on, Errol. You're assuming that a garage is for putting a car in. Surely, oh, the, sorry, mate. The, I, I, that was a naive, That was a bit naive of me, wasn't it? Well, the, the thing is that they're for full of junk, aren't they? Isn't that the the role of a garage? It's to fill it full of uh, uh, stuff. Well, it's also perhaps the fundamentalists who are trying to discourage 
people driving. So you can mm. sell the house with, and it has a garage, but you'll have to use public transport because you can't park your car. Yes, it has a lock-up garage you can't use for a vehicle. I, I think all they need is they, they need the car from the old Aussie film Malcolm, the one that splits in two down the <laughs> middle. Splits in half. That's fantastic. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, we better have uh, enough for the day. Uh, I thank you very much, and I look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you for your time. Talk to you later, David. Errol Smith and Brian Smith, and we were talking some quirky news, which you can get a longer version by going to our website at drivenmedia.com.au.